0: To another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives.
1: And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training.
0: Were you in the bottom of a ship somewhere? Oh,
1: no. I'm in my favorite place in the whole world, baby. Hmm. I'm in my home training center. I'm in the New Jersey RTC. Uh-huh. We're back. All right. You know, today we started the uh, second. Second of our back-to-back schools, great uh, attendance, awesome students. First school back in the Northeast in 2021, so I'm pumped, man. Nice. For, for sorry about the noise, but
0: uh, it's all right. Just try to try to talk without the echo.
1: Oh, okay. I'll just you know what? I'll just go on mute, and I'll nod my head when you're Wait. saying stuff that I like.
0: Would you mind? Oh, thank you. Hey, uh, we didn't plan on this, but I see you got a, a r 851 adhesive hat on, and and I, I I have mine on as well. And mine is because I haven't had a haircut in about two months. Looks good. I just you.
1: wanted to make. I, I'm just wearing mine to make you happy. That's all.
0: Yeah, appreciate
1: that. Plus the the black hat goes with my black vest.
0: It does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so well, Wayne. Uh, Before we get going here, uh, I don't know, this is kind of personal, but what the hell, I mean, I haven't been able to talk to you and everything, Um, you know, I'm back on the road, you you know what I mean, I'm traveling again.
0: Yeah, this is like your first school back in a while, huh?
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, well, I did, uh, you know, we did the one in Georgia not too long ago, Yeah. and, uh, but, you know, this is the first big one, back in the Northeast, and,
0: I'm excited. Lots for of you.
1: students in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm really I know you're excited. It. Are
1: you more happy that I'm out of town?
0: Is that what's going on? I mean, I'm happy you're back in your element.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so oh, i talking to Pauline last night and she said that you called her three times. What?
0: Wow.
1: It's funny. You never called me three times when I was home. Hmm. Did you forget that I was on the road this week? I mean, no, it's you know you and I talk a lot. I'm just curious. What's uh, what's up?
0: I I've got Rob Johnson in my phone uh, with three different numbers. I've got your work number, something must be a cell number, and then the, the home number. So I innocently called your home number three times. Three times,
1: three times in a row. You call Pauline? Yes. Oh. she
0: sounds great you know um mm-hmm. she sounds really really good and everything's fine so yeah you know just yeah checking to make sure everything, because you know you're gone a lot so just thought i'd call checking in on her our... checking yeah. things are okay
1: you are a true friend
0: yeah <laughs> i do what i can for you buddy <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that man I deleted uh, both your phone numbers off off, uh, my phone, and now I just have your work number.
1: Now you just have Pauline's number, so you can just start calling her and texting her direct.
0: Right. Yeah, I didn't want to bother you. I know you're busy. (laughs) Rob, we are, and you should be a master at this. uh, (laughs) How to handle complaints.
1: oh so, so why would i be the master
0: uh, i don't know you know you've been around a bit so okay I,
1: I, listen i didn't have a lot of complaints no i'm i'm a very likable guy okay? yeah mm-hmm. very likable guy so there weren't a lot of complaints the but there was you know there was a couple of
0: course of course. I mean, anybody that says that there hasn't been is 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 not been in business more than more than a few days or 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 not not telling you the whole story. But I want you to think of this, Rob. Okay. Picture yourself. All the years of training that goes into doing floors, all the years of you know, the long days and the long hours and the stress of running a business and the scheduling and training and uh, you know, all the tools that are in that van, they're hard-earned tools. You, you you didn't buy fishing poles with them. You didn't buy you know, other things with them. You put them, reinvested back into the business. Friends are going on vacation, but nope, you're working because you said so. you'd be there. You, you keep it on schedule and you're managing employees. And, you know- Hey, you, you know, I'd you. like
1: to interrupt you. How was it with you on vacations? I, I, because when Pete and I wanted to take a vacation, it was almost like, is it worth it? You'd have to work for three weeks like a dog ahead of yeah. it, and three weeks like crazy after it, just to just to catch up on everything.
0: Yeah, I always it, say it, it,
1: it, it, the family deserves it. You got to do it with the family and everything, but yeah. man, a a, a vacation was never a vacation because you had to work so hard on the yeah. front end and the back end of it.
0: It's it's hard. To get ready to leave and it's hard to coming back. And yep. while you're gone a lot of times you're still on the job. So yeah. But think about all that. Think about that. All that's wrapped up into that. And then you know, like I said, if you doing if you're doing 50 jobs a year, that's 50 different bosses that you're having to meet their expectations. And and it, it, you know, it's a job that you're physical and it's hard work and you're sweating all day but you can't sweat on the floor. You're sanding all day but you can't get sawdust anywhere and all the pride that's wrapped up into that job and all the yes sirs and the, and the yes ma'ams and showing samples and you covered all your bases. And then you get that call someone's compl- with a complaint. Someone's complaining about something. You know, the, the 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 got home today and the floor isn't red enough. It didn't match the sample. And you know, you poured all your blood, sweat, tears- I'm on very
1: disappointed. I'm very disappointed.
0: Yeah. I thought the floor was going to be
1: a little darker.
0: Yeah. All the work, all the, everything that's wrapped up into your, whole, all your pride and everything that's wrapped up into that and your blood, sweat and tears and you get someone's just on a whim. Something like, like No idea what goes into all this and, and, and complaints. Um,
1: how do you, what do we do?
0: How, how do you handle that? How do you handle that? Um,
1: you just got a slug in the gut man yeah you just got a slug in the gut i th-
0: i think there's there are some techniques and i need i you know listen i i i needed this as much as anybody um <laughs> there's a there's a quote by somebody i don't know who who said this but um the quote is speak when you're angry and you'll give the best speech you will ever regret and there's <laughs> There's a lot to that.
1: That's a, I like that
0: one. You know, when I became a sales rep, Rob, um, I have a rule that if I'm upset, I wait a day, at least a day before I send an email. And nine times out of 10, I'll either not send the email or I'll change the email entirely. There's only been one instance in my entire career that I was mad and and I sent the email. And I was well within my rights. I mean, I was dead right. There's no getting around it. And um, and I even asked my boss first. I said, hey, I really want to send this email, man. I mean, I am I was livid, and I was I was 100% right. I know I was. I sat on it the next day, and I said, I'm, I want to. He goes, hey, if you feel that way about it, then go ahead and send an email. I sent the email. The guy called back, I mean, immediately and apologized. And it was a heartfelt apology. And I still regret sending that damn email. You know what I mean? I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're we're both over it now. He's a good dude and I, you know, we are long past it, but I still regret sending an email. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So when
0: you're hot, that's to me is the number one rule and in, 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 in any time you is you got to be able to calm yourself down. Whether that's going for a walk or or just getting a space where you can't you can't react in, in an angry fashion. Okay, so uh, we put a list of things here of, of, you know, that you can consider when you get into this type of uh, situation. One of them, I think, is that... Wait, wait,
1: wait, back up. Wait a minute. Yeah. I got to share my little email story too, okay? Okay. I did the same thing. Had an issue. I'm not naming names, companies, nothing, okay? Had an issue with a guy. What if, the guy?
0: Yeah. what if it was the same guy? And it's <laughs> bad. What's <laughs> that? What if it was the same guy?
1: Oh, I don't know, because this one ended a little different. Okay. So I put the email together, and I am—I mean, I, it takes a lot to get me mad, and this guy did it. Okay. I put the email together, and before I hit send, I sent it to my boss, and I said, "I'm giving you a heads up here." Yeah, This is where I'm going with this. So he calls me. He reads the email. He calls me and he says, you have every right. He (laughs) said, but um, you're not the kind of guy who sends emails like this. People don't think of you like this. I was like, "I, I know, I know. But he said, just if I was you, I would just hold it. And if you feel the same way, Send it on Monday. Send it to him on Monday, and he goes. And I'll I'll be right there behind you. I said, okay, good. I wake up Monday morning, and of course I'm ready to hit send. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My boss calls me, and he said, uh, "You didn't send that, did you?" I go, "No, not yet." But I'm, you know, literally finger on the button. He goes, uh, "So I guess you didn't hear." I go, "No, what?" He goes. He committed suicide over the weekend. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh, that's why I didn't think it was the same guy. Wow. Oh, man, thank God you didn't send it. He said, said, can you imagine if you had sent that? He goes, you'd probably be in a police station right now. Yeah. So, yeah, talking about dodging a bullet. Oh, man. Yeah so
0: that's brutal <laughs> there's nothing
1: funny about it but
0: no no of course uh, um
1: some good advice from the boss though. So just
0: yeah just yeah just sit on Gosh. it for the weekend can you imagine <laughs> if you'd send it yeah and then he did that afterwards <laughs> oh, my God. i mean man yeah
1: that would have been a tough one to hmm. this that's a tough bill to as well
0: I'm the kind of guy that would have done that just to spite you. So how can I, how can I one up that? Uh, all right, be I got an idea. I got an idea. Yeah, yeah. He'll regret all right. this. All right. So first thing, when you get yourself in a situation like this, is um, listen, hear him out, own the complaint. Don't challenge the customer. You know, just kind of put yourself in their shoes and just let them at least get it out. It's funny because I hear people like you see on the internet people go whoa if that guy said that to me I would tell him to this that and the other and I will I don't take nothing like that I walk and all these different things I, you know like I said we're just two different floor guys I mean you know everybody's got their own way of handling things but um, I I think if you uh, listen anytime it becomes an argument or whatever which I honest to God I don't think in my whole career I think maybe one time I got into an argument with a customer maybe maybe once I don't think twice because you've lost at the very beginning, it's over. doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, none of that matters, you've already lost. All right, so I think you have to know that going in. I I think you have to just calm down and put yourself in their shoes, no matter how tough it is. All, like I said, all these things that happen ahead of time, all this pride and all these things that go into your job and the things that people will never appreciate, all these different things, you have to put them aside and you just have to hear the person out and, let them get it out don't challenge it don't don't you know don't uh, give you know any kind of uh uh like a half-hearted apology i was i remember one time rob i i can't remember who the customer or the company was You mean but the, I the one that's like
1: geez i'm really sorry you feel like
0: that perfect yeah, yeah. that's the that, <laughs> that is the worst kind of that apology. is the ultimate yeah yeah that's I'm like my phone message
1: have a nice day
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. Because it's not saying I did anything wrong, it's that you feel that way. Like it's not what you. is your major malfunction, right? Yeah what's the matter with you? I I was I can't remember, I think it was a car dealership or whatever, but I remember I was so mad at these people, and on the way there, I was thinking to myself, I, I mean I'm going to unload on these people, man. I cannot believe how unprofessional and blah 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 this whole thing. And I went in there loaded for bear. And the person was so damn nice that I couldn't. I mean, every time I I, I I was going a different direction, she would go, no, I'm really sorry. You know, I understand you feel that one. Ooh, damn it. Okay. Well, then I <laughs> then I go another direction. And she was, boom, just as equally nice. As, as mad as I was, she was that nice. And after a while, how how are you going to be mad at her now? You know what I mean? Right. You got nowhere. She left you nowhere to go. And, and it was at that tipping point of, um, you know, sometimes it can be too nice. It's almost condescending. You know what I mean? and uh, which is is irritating in itself but no i mean she handled it so professionally and and just just brought the temperature down i mean immediately from a boiling to just a simmer and then from there i was able to listen you know she said all the right things boom then it's over how how are you gonna be mad at that you know what i mean um so i think that and i'll tell you what rob too um you can absolutely positively, and I think you must use this as an opportunity. I mean, I I've said it before, I have to get something out of the job other than the check. If I just get the check out of that job, that job is a bust for me. If they pay me on time, they say, Wayne, here you do, here you're done. Here's the check. Nice job. Thank you very much. And I don't get anything any referrals from that job, in my <laughs> mind, that job's a bust. Um and now I you have to see this as an opportunity. I think you just have to. And and, and, and I, same thing with customers in, in our business. I mean, if you get someone who's just really, really, really tough customer, um, you take that as a challenge, man. Hey, you know, I I I know this guy's is a pretty, probably a pretty good guy. And maybe it's just a bad day or whatever. And, you know, you just have to just take it as an opportunity and turn it around. And you're absolutely positively some of the best referrals you can get is off of somebody that at once was disappointed or angry about something. Right, that's that's
1: my story. That's exactly the story I was going to go with. Um, Pete and I one time tried a new poly. It was you know just a new polyurethane, different manufacturer, and um, it was just different than what we're used to working with. And we put the final coat down. Now, of course, you know, wet everything looks fine, and we got a call from the guy, and we never got calls. I mean, we just never got calls it was just one job after another and he said geez uh you know it doesn't look right I was like okay so we went over there took a look at the floor and he was okay about it you know what I mean he wasn't he wasn't steaming and everything but he had a legitimate and you know I looked at the floor and I I looked at him and I said oh my god this is This is horrible. I said, I'm embarrassed. Like, I said, I can't believe it looks like this. I said, I'm really, listen, I'm sorry. It's going to be another day, but I, I have to, I have to do another code. I got to repair this, you know, so it's going to back you up a day on moving in. And, uh, you know, once again, I was like, geez, really, really sorry about the inconvenience here. That guy turned out to be one of the best referrals and testimonials we ever had. He turned into like a super salesman for us. We got more work from him. He was just so impressed because he was kind of acting strange thinking that I was going to come in there guns a blazing. I'm Rob Johnson, and this is perfect. You're, You're out of your mind, you know, but... I took all that off the table. He did yeah. have a gripe. And there was, you know, so, so the little time and energy and product that it cost me paid us back a hundred times. Like I said, he couldn't have been more happy with the way that we responded. And it just because turned out to be he was our guy. Yeah. And it
0: was because of a screw up. Mm hmm. Because here's the way you could have responded. When he said it doesn't look right, what's your definition of right? (laughs) And then when you looked at it, you could just say, hey, well, you know, we'll try to do better on the next one. But you look like the type of customer we could try out a new product on. But uh, nice, yeah. You turned it into a win, man. And and, I, and you can, listen, nobody likes. It's just a miserable feeling. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes to have that type of. I mean, I certainly, man. I mean, I'm not built that way, man. I I can't have mad customers at me. I can't have that. It's not about the money. It's just uh, you just don't work like that, man. And, and so uh, the turning into a win is huge, Rob. One one thing I learned from my uh, working with my father, not father-in-law, my uh, uncle, is how softly he spoke in times of turmoil, in times of war, and everybody's heated up, man, and everybody's like, you know, they're just through the roof. He was so calm, and his voice was so soothing that he just, again, brought the just brought it all down, man, to where everybody's just calm. And so I'll tell you what, too. Uh, I've, I've seen him in an instance tell the homeowner, look, you're really upset about this. I mean, you're really over-the-top upset about this. Why don't we do this? Let's talk about this tomorrow. Can I come back and call you at a certain time tomorrow, whatever, just to just to let this guy know, too. Look, let's just bring this down. I'm a reasonable guy and I'm talking to you. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, but just the way his mannerisms. And there's a lot that he said for for also when you when I say listen to them. I think it's also a really good idea to read, read read back to them what their complaints are. So if I hear you right, you're concerned about this, that and the other. OK, I got you. So that he, there's no misunderstanding that, yeah, he understands where you're coming from.
1: You know, you, you talk about your uncle doing that. Um, I, I learned a lot from people in my family uh, about, you know, whether it was construction or sanding or, or whatever. But I learned from my dad a lot of sales things and just a lot of how to deal with people. And talk about diffusing a situation and how you were just saying, you know, how calm your uncle was. I remember talking to my father after I watched this guy just blowing up at him because we were behind on the job and this guy just had all sorts of things that were, you know, relying on us to get done. And it just wasn't going to happen. And as this guy is just going berserk, my dad had this, monotone you know calm monotone it was amazing and it it was just crazy how it could diffuse the situation so you know i learned a lot from another one of his great ones was never bad mouth the competition and i've seen that work so many times you know you bad mouth the competition you're questioning somebody's uh decision making okay if they're using somebody else so that was one that was a great one, but that that monotone and not fighting and just diffusing situations like that, all of a sudden the guy, you know, five minutes into the conversation, the guy's looking at my dad. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, yeah. These things happen. <laughs> but it was because he didn't go on the attack. He just went into that monotone. Yeah. And believe me, growing up with that monotone, it could drive yeah. you crazy too. I mean, it was. When he used that when he used that uh, Vulcan mind monotone on me, it was like, "Oh, here we go, son of a,"
0: breath. Mm-hmm.
1: but it really worked. It was amazing.
0: Well, I, I think in this instance, Rob, uh, another technique that works well is to put the put the customer first and the and the problem second, right? And just keep in mind that they don't know they don't know the side of the business. Like what, what they say is something that might be innocent to them or whatever. They may not know on our end it's like massive on what it would take to make it make a change especially when we talking about color or sheen difference and stuff like that so i can i can tell you this rob i think one of the best ways to get around all of this all the whole thing a lot of times comes down to communication because if there is if there ever is a miscommunication like uh, of expectations or something like that I, I when i was a contractor i put all that on me I mean, I put 100% of the blame on me if, if that ever comes to be, whether it's right or, or not. I always think, okay, why did he think that way? Why did he think that was where way it was going to go? Or why did, he th- why did he think the schedule was such and such when we? I felt like we laid it out this way? What am I not doing? What did I not get across? It's the same reason why I would never go back and ask somebody for more money if we made a mistake on bidding the job or if something came up. 99.9% of the time, I'm going to eat that unless it's something just completely out of the box, or, you know, whatever. But. I don't ever go back to anybody to ask for more money after i give them a bid <clears throat> i do keep a running tab in my head somebody owes me that money <laughs> Man, you know what i mean <laughs> i want to get that money somewhere so- um but um I, I think by 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 doing that and by making sure that i communicate very well and especially in this uh, age of covid where everything is you know really you know people are at home or are, and what have you i think uh it starts with good communication, and we talk about uh, customer expectations. Uh, I read in a poll somewhere that 74% of homeowners have have had a bad experience with contractors, somewhere down the line in their life. So you're already overcoming a big mountain. You know what I mean? You're coming into someone's home, and a lot of times they don't, you know, and a lot of times people are, like, super nice. And they don't want to ask you the questions that they really want to ask you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, are you guys going to be using our bathroom or you know, we don't want you smoking smoke in our house or, or you know, um, are you actually the guy going to be doing the work or is there somebody else going to be coming in or what are your work hours, um, you know, all these type of things. So I think it's a smart idea at the very beginning of the job on the bid to just get say, listen, here's our house rules. I want you to let you know how we operate. And it's this. And I think just by doing that alone, oh, my gosh, you see some people just the, their whole body language is like, oh, my God, I was wondering about that. So thank you. So I think that's not a bad idea. And say, listen, this is our our rules, what we do. Um, but is there something we're missing? Is there something you prefer that we do or you have any, any needs that we're not aware of? Because then now, now you, they think, all right, this guy, you know what, it's it's not even about the floor. It's how he's going to treat me and my family and my home, That which, by the way, is my largest investment. Right. So those things right from the beginning can really kind of, like I say, you know, part of the problem sometimes, Rob, you know it as well as I do, sometimes we're the last guy in the, in the job. Before they got to us, they got to the, the plumber who was messy and disrespectful maybe or the painter that showed up every other day and had the employees that were sick and was off schedule and all these other things have gone wrong. And the homeowner is getting educated with every tradesman. right they're learning okay uh, this is how it works all right i I got buddy i've got to really be on these guys because now i'm learning and now the poor floor guy gets there and then he does he's already like you're walking into a trap so i think by you separating yourself from a lot of people by just saying listen here's what we do um here's our work hours we don't smoke in the house blah 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 this is the guy that's going to be there not a bad idea too if you have if you have seen this before uh if you have employees say you know rob and wayne are going to be at your job this is rob picture rob rob's married got three kids his hobbies are fishing been with us nine years you know all these different all these different things to make it more personal to them and and that you're taking care of them make sense
1: absolutely you know the thing is you got to remember too it's not like the old days social media is insane yeah you do something you you torch somebody the wrong way. You put a bad taste in somebody's mouth. I mean, they could tell. You know, I, you know, I've said it many times. And, you know, in the old days, people knew hundred people, hundred and fifty people. You did a bad job, and they tell thirty. You know, you did a good job, they tell thirty-five. You do a bad job, they'll tell seventy. But that's when people were, you know, still writing letters. Yeah. now you get into social media man I, I mean I see it I see students that come to the trainings and they start looking uh, you know they'll show you their social media and what people are saying about them and some guys have said you know show us some of the bad stuff that's just you know showing up late for an estimate did a great job everything yeah. was great Yeah. you know oh I love the job the color was great blah 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 but you know, he showed up twenty minutes late for the estimate. I give him one star. And yeah. That was a true story. And the guys calling her, like, you know, this is my livelihood, you know, and she's no, well, you should have called, you know, wow. you were 20 minutes late. You said, Yeah, and it was absolute truth. So I've seen you, it before you know, one bad review, holy it can really hurt you, especially when you know you're relying on referrals and reviews and things like that
0: that might be the biggest difference between doing floors now and doing floors when we did floors rob because i actually feel sorry for the guys i i see guys panic over getting a, a the, of the of the of the possibility of getting a bad review yeah and all the hoops yes. they have to jump through and i really i really truly feel sorry for them because of just what you said i mean homeowners can be brutal uh, man, I've seen the horror stories, uh, of not just in our industry, by the way, in restaurants, <laughs> um, it's just been just brutal. So yeah. there is, also. And, I mean, think
1: about it when, when we were in business, it, when somebody would write us a letter, I would take that letter, you know, and take what the word, you know, what they said, and I would put that on the back of our estimate sheets. You know that was part of what was printed yeah. on the estimate yeah. sheets was so and so said this, and you know so we had like four or five really nice um uh, uh, testimonials. Okay, and sometimes you know because it was a small town, you know, small area we lived in. Somebody like, oh my god, I know that guy. Yeah, I went to school and were, whatever. Okay, and so we could pick and choose our own testimonials where. You just can't do that anymore. And like you said, I, I feel really bad for, for the guys who have to do business now because it's like a, when that guy was telling me, he goes, yeah, 20 minutes late and I get a one-star rating and it's just followed me around. She won't take it down. I
0: like, my gosh, I, it's, a, it's just
1: amazing what these guys have to go through. I do feel for them.
0: It's funny you, you you uh brought brought those letters because we also <clears throat> I, I we had a book of pictures of floors that we did. And in there we all in the back I would have a, some letters from reviews and stuff like that. But you're right. We you could pick and choose them, right? But right. you're absolutely right. <laughs> Nowadays, you know, if, if the homeowners sent you a letter that, of a complaint or a call or whatever, that's like a dagger to the heart, right? But yeah, putting it out there on social media like that, man, is absolutely brutal. So Let's. What happens when you when that happens, Rob? Let's talk about that for a minute. If you do get a bad review, we had Erica Kitzy on here before, and we we keep referring back to that podcast because she has some great great. uh, If you haven't seen that episode or heard that episode, she has some great advice about that. But it's not the end of the world to get a bad review. It's really not. In fact, most consumers recognize that everybody's different. No one's going to have. It's almost adds a little bit of legitimacy to your to your the rest of the the uh, comments because nobody. It's almost inhuman to have hundred percent satisfaction from everybody cross across the you know all your, the your work you've done <clears throat> But if you do get a bad review, the first thing they, that they tell you to do is take it offline, right try to try to talk to her and get it offline and, and you, you don't want to do a tit for tat because everybody likes a, a you know a car wreck, right? Everybody what, like oh man, he said this then she said that then look at this battle that's going on and it's just ugly. So it's best to take it offline if you can, and if they won't take off the review, um,
1: <laughs> if you don't take off the review, I think you you know you drive over their house at two o'clock in the morning, right? Just well, that's some things that went through a, my head there. But you know, a stopping case stopping of beer, stopping. right? Have some beers before you do this. Yeah. <laughs> Start banging on the door. Hey, breaking we need breaking. to talk
0: now. Breaking Bad. Breaking bad. No, but if you do get a bad review like that, the best thing you can do is is try to get a bunch of good reviews, and you can pretty much bury that a lot of times, you know, with the good reviews that have come in. And a lot of times, it makes that person look petty. If you've got, like, really good reviews, I mean, very reasonable good reviews across the board, then you get one like that. I've I've done it myself. I look at that person, I go, oh, that person must be a jerk. You know what I mean? Look at this guy. You obviously. Look at, look at his work and blah, blah, blah. And and the, this guy, I mean, there's, you know, we, so I think people realize that. So
1: it's funny because that's what everybody in the class was saying when he was sharing that review with everybody. They were laughing their ass off. They're like, she loves you. She loves the job, we're, you know. But then when she finished it off that you were late for the estimate and you get a one star rating. They, yeah. You know, so they that's exactly what the people in the class were saying was like. People are going to know that, you know, she's a, a nut job.
0: Oh, I've seen bad reviews, Rob, and they didn't even do the job. They just <laughs> thought the bid was too high. You know what I mean? I mean, it's unbelievable to me. I just, oh, man. Just I'm going to
1: wear that one like a badge of honor.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So so common causes of complaints from homeowners to uh, about contractors. One is a poor workmanship. Uh, not taking the time to do the job right. Uh, and, and and there's something to consider here. i've I've often thought about this, Rob, even on our own jobs. So when I talk about poor workmanship, there's something that've always uh, that's always in the back of my mind when I did floors, Rob. You know you know, a lot of guys take pride in being fast, right? Like you know I, i'm I'm you know, i'm I'm really fast at racking out. I'm really fast at nailing. I'm really fast at at running the big machine, especially on that last pass. I'm almost running. To, to the homeowner's eyes, sometimes that can look like rushing. You, you see what I mean? And sometimes I worry, I, I used to worry about that and that it, it's not rushing in my mind. I know what we're doing, we're, you know, we're fast and blah, blah, blah. We're not taking any shortcuts, but that's something that's always kind of stuck in the back of my mind, the perception of, of what it looks like from the homeowner's point of view. But poor workmanship is probably one of the number one reasons for complaints. Um, being behind schedule or never giving a schedule out. Like, you know what I mean, that we didn't know when he was going to become, how long the job was going to last, that type of thing. Um, no timely responses from phone calls or emails. This is one that gets a lot of guys, is loose loose ends. We just we just didn't put that last transition piece on because it didn't come in on time. And we had to go back and do it. But, you know, you know, it, it just never works out to be the right time. So, mm-hmm. consequently, a month later, they're still waiting on that one transition piece, um, which is a bad look.
1: Literally. Yeah, but think of all that laundry list of things though that that can get you a bad review. And it had nothing to do with the job. I, I know I've told the story before uh, about that buddy of mine that I used to share work with who did our roof. Everything was awesome. You know, I used to get him roof jobs and he used to get me floor jobs. And then at a party one day I heard Pauline just ripping him apart. And I you know, I walked over and said, What what are you doing? It's like, oh, that, you know, the chewing tobacco, just, just, you know, I hate that. And that. I was like, man, you can't do that. You know, you just can't do that. But, you know, that was my own wife. And, it, you know, we talk about that in the school. You don't know what's going to set somebody off. You could do it, you know, in a perfect job. And they could be anti-smokers. And if you're smoking or somebody's smoking in their driveway, not even in their house, that could set them off just like the, you know, the chewing the tobacco set yeah. Pauline off yeah. or music yeah. or politics or religion or, yeah. you know,
0: yeah.
1: all yeah. of that stuff, yeah. you know, anything just especially, my gosh, especially in the climate, the political climate that we're in now. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do is put any bumper sticker on your truck or anything oh. like that. Just, yeah.
0: <clears throat> you you got to be
1: neutral with all that.
0: What I tell people too is is we are perceived to be experts in this one little box in this in this whole big world. this one box of hardwood floors. Don't get outside that box. Don't talk about those current events or, or religion or all these any of these things that are political. who cares? I mean, you know what I mean? So with our job, and by the way too, I say it so many times is we also don't talk about any other jobs that we got going on. We don't talk about the job we got going on across the street, or this big one that we're getting ready to start next week. We don't talk about none of those things. We only care about this. We only talk about this job. They're paying us to worry about this job. They don't want to hear about other jobs. They don't want to be thinking that well, maybe they got to get to this other job, or they got another job going on, so maybe that's more important. So I, I, I and I think when you, it's good to have a team meeting once in a once in a while, uh, maybe m- once a month, especially if you got a lot of uh, newer employees, or whatever, or, or even every every week or so, and just talk about. These type of things. And uh, we know how service today is terrible in a lot of industries. But if you, I mean, you can, I'll say this. You can oftentimes get the benefit of the doubt just because your demeanor with that homeowner, just because of the way you've treated that homeowner's house, just because it, you they perceive you as a really nice guy that's trying very hard. So to wrap this up. It's tough to get in those complaints, man. It's very, it's very difficult to hear. There's a lot of pride that goes into this job. If you do calm down, you know, give yourself some time before you, before you talk about it, uh, you know, your reply, certainly you don't want it, you know, just your, just your body language, just everything that you, that, you know, the, your, your, your mannerisms and everything can really turn someone off and make sure you listen to their complaint, hear them out. And if you're going to apologize, make it an, a, a genuine apology. And, um, you know, don't challenge their complaint, put yourself in their shoes and um, own the problem, you know, I mean, you know, and, and try to turn it into a positive. The biggest, biggest of all this advice to me is calm down, you know, because I believe me, I I get it, man. I am 100% there. I mean, I, I I can go to zero to 90 real quick when you're talking about my work. So I, it, it, you know, I, I had to make sure that I, you know, calm down and, and, and uh, it's always worked, you know, and in the end, you, you just, th- th- there's another job next week, you know, you, and uh, you just get past it. And it's part of the job. And, and it's amazing how many of those guys that you thought, man, it's a problem guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's referring you to other jobs or he wants you to come back and do something else for him. So or are hurt.
1: Gotta go monotone, man. Gotta go monotone.
0: All right, Rob. Well, that kind of goes um, along with our last podcast of doing work for uh in a way, doing work for uh, friends and family, which we actually got quite a bit of feedback from. Again, (laughs) public service announcement. If somebody asks you to do a job for them, their family, relative, say, listen, listen to the podcast first. We got you. You have to
1: listen to this. Then we'll talk.
0: This has been another episode of On The Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.